Hello, and welcome to Two Beards, One Comic. Hello, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you? Uh, Not too bad. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, issue number, where are we on? Issue six, I believe. I think it's issue six. six. Yeah. Six, six, Um, six. Yes, which ironically is a good segue into uh, what we'll be talking about today. Um, There goes that guy again on that two-wheeled contraption. He always seems to come around when we do these podcasts. Um, So yeah, so welcome everyone to Two Beards. One comic. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, DC's uh, Death Metal number one. And then we'll, I think we'll get into uh, other aspects of what this whole title came from, where we think it may lead. And uh, we're just going to have a a metal issue today. Yeah. So um, I read it, uh, obviously, when it first came out. um, I was lucky enough to grab a couple issues of it. I grabbed a couple covers i think i got i think i got five i got the main cover i got the black and white i got another one of the the main like superman wonder woman batman i have a black cover i think that's it so yeah so i grabbed a couple you have just read it just recently haven't you jesse I did, yeah. I t- I've read it once. I read one of your copies when you were uh, visiting me not too while ago, and then I read the other copy that you sent, uh, just to sort of get a recap of what happened. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm just going to say, when I first read this, I knew you hadn't read it yet, and you weren't going to be reading it until I came up. But as soon as I opened that comic book, I knew that this was the comic you would enjoy. Right from the get-go. Right from the very beginning. Because who, who is this magnificent character I saw that you think that I, would make me think that you would love this comic? Sergeant Rock. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, it, is cra- it is crazy. And I, I think that's part of the reason why I, I'm really going to like this series because you can just tell that like Scott Capullo or sorry, Scott Capullo, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, <laughs> amalgamation. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the couple name. <laughs> yeah, that's there's Scott Capullo, um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. You can tell that they're just two boys playing in a sandbox. I'm like, hey man, bring all your action figures over to my house. We're just gonna like go freaking crazy, and that's what these. That's what I feel this is gonna be. It's it's just Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo going like, let's just. Well, let's just use everyone, everyone we like. Let's just use, they, they all make an appearance. And what I think I really like about this issue, and I don't want to spoil it because this is a very small part, but not only does it have my one, one of my favorite uh, DC characters that's not well-known, Sergeant Rock, it also has the other one. Um, Jonah Hex makes an appearance. Yeah, and he like, does, yeah. And as, as like Colton knows, like, and maybe you listeners out there don't know, uh, Sergeant Rock and Jonah Hex, like they were my favorite DC characters f- 
for quite a long time. I have a, I still have it. It's a little rough shape, but I still have a Sergeant Rock t-shirt that was illustrated by uh, Joe Kubert, who is probably one of the, I, I think he was even co-creator of Sergeant Rock. And, um, and I have uh, a Jonah Hex uh, action figure from the, I think it was called DC Showcase line. Uh, back when DC Direct had like their action figure series, they did a showcase line, and one of them was like uh, you had to order like a bunch of boxes of action figures to get this Jonah Hex. And the store I was working at, uh, Worlds Clyde, they the guy that was running the toys then he ordered a bunch of these boxes and got this Jonah Hex, and he knew I was such a big Jonah Hex fan, and he sold me the Jonah Hex. And then years later, uh, I, I think it was you and me, Cole, we walked into the store that he's working at now. And he still laments selling that that action figure to me because apparently he can't find it anymore. It's like it's so worth so much money because it was like a I think a one in five hundred. You had to like yeah. or something like that. You had to you had to buy a bunch of series in order to get that one. So I still have it though. <clears throat> I'll yeah. probably never let it go. Yeah, don't ever let that go. No, I won't. Um, no. But yeah. So anyway, like I I think that's why I'm really gonna like this series because like it's just balls to the wall all the characters are showing up you got these interesting new characters different versions of characters um and then i mean scott snyder's writing great Kapoor's art like you can't go wrong so no no and you know like so for all our listeners if you don't know so death metal is a continuation off of um when scott and greg first did their metal series which is basically uh the way they described it was if each hero's well basically if batman's greatest fears were to be realized what would the villains turn out to be because for anyone who reads batman comics that's one of the biggest characteristics like one of the big character traits of batman is he's constantly fighting this darker side like he's always afraid to step over that line and uh so i love when they first announced they were doing this this metal series i was completely game for it because i think batman is one of those characters is he could be such an evil villain but he's not and they did such an amazing job and it sold so well that dc basically was like we can't end it there. And they, I think, they pretty much ran with it to the point that it led into, you know, the year of the villain uh, and, the, you know, the whole Apex Lex storyline. And then now it's this, um, the, I think, I personally think this is DC's way of um, bringing it into one universe. Yeah. I think that's, I, I think that's what this whole thing is getting to is they're trying to right now, you know, there's 52 universes and I think they're trying to do a storyline gripping enough to bring it to one main primary. Earth. I think this is how they're doing it and they're just not letting anyone know. Yeah. This it's going to be surprised at the end or something. Yeah. Cause you know, they're bringing all like, they're bringing all these characters, you know, that 
people have forgotten about, not forgotten about, but like, you know, little characters from way back and they're bringing them into this story. And uh, it's just amazing writing. I, I can't wait to see. There's some really cool characters inside. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with this. Well, and it's also kind of funny, too, because um, when this so this issue came out quite a while ago, but I I, I don't have access or as, as ready access to comics as you do. But um, because of the whole COVID thing happening, I kind of started harking back to old books I have. And then I started ordering um, older books that, you know, I've always been curious about, but never really, because I was reading so many comics at the time. I was like, no, I'm not going to read that because I got these new comics to read. So one of those books, though, I think uh, you and I went to Worlds Clyde a while ago, and I picked up a copy of uh, Bronze Age Swamp Thing, which is the... um, I guess the the first stories that Bernie Wrightson and Len Wayne wrote and they created the Swamp Thing. Um, so I picked that up and I read it and it was freaking amazing. It's probably like the art in there, Bernie Wrightson, I just, I'm going on this huge Bernie Wrightson kick. Um, we'll get into that later. But so anyway, I'm reading about Swamp Thing. I'm like, holy crap, this, this character is actually really cool. And lo and behold, when you brought it up, because uh, like you, you brought up your issue of, uh, death metal like who is wonder woman's sort of assistant but swamp thing and it was really weird for me to like see that after reading all about him in his first couple stories so mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was like a really neat kind of like past favorites and new favorites of dc coming all together as like one story yeah with a badass batman <laughs> with a badass batman yeah uh yeah I mean, his and and swamp thing's character and the way they depicted him in this comic is is really cool um well did do we find out why he's like that did like maybe i forgot in the last story did we find uh, out why they they kind of uh, like uh, the batman who laughs kind of hint towards it basically he basically tells swamp thing if he doesn't uh do what he's told He's going to burn the rest of the forest, the forest kin, I think he calls them. Right. So I feel like that's the reason. Because Swamp Thing, the reason for this, I think this is true. This is what I've always believed. I might be wrong. But the Swamp Thing, basically, the reason he's as powerful as he is, is he, he gets his power from planta- like from trees and yeah. the health yeah. of the earth, right? Yeah, nature. So I think, yeah, so I think he's all, uh, the reason, I'm not going to spoil the people who haven't read it, uh, but I think the reason the way he is is because most of the force have been destroyed by and that's, the Batman he's a, laugh. Yeah, he's a visual representation of, of the way that the, the fort or the uh, flora yeah. of the world is. Yeah, that yeah. Makes- because they do, they explain in the beginning of the comic that the Earth is destitute. It is post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. And like DC Washington is, they call it. I think it, they call it Hell's Hell's Ground or something like that. They name it something else, but basically where Do- Washington DC would be. So like, yeah, yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic world. 
Um, but uh, yeah, and then is you know is it's one of those comics too. It's, uh, they introduce a bunch of um, bad Batman, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Uh, that basically they're the sheriffs of different districts in this whole new world order. And uh, then they also have, he calls the Justice League, which is his character. Uh, basically every Justice League character has another evil Batman who basically um, keeps them in line. So he yeah. has Wonder Woman is in charge of Femascara, which is, um, they call it something else, like Hell Pit or something like that. And then, uh, you know, I think Harley Quinn's in there. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the comic in front of me, so I can't look. Um, and then, but anyways, they have a bunch, the Just League and all well, the... The, I think the one that drew my attention in that frame that you're talking about is the the Bat Cthulhu. Yes, yeah. yeah. And like how that he is... talks. Oh, mystically, yeah. Yeah, he well, he even talks in the old the old ones sort of language. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, there's the uh, they never confirmed it in the comic books, but um, Scott Snyder did. Uh, they have like the Beyonder. Which is like um, an evil version of Batman Beyond. Right, he's in there. Uh, my favorite though is is Bat T Rex. So yeah, Bat T Rex is pretty funny. Yeah. Well, it's also weird to see that like like there's silly versions of Batman, even though they're evil. Like, well, I guess I never thought of it this way, but like the evil Batman are not serious. They're either like no. they're weak or pathetic or stupid. Like they, they, they are the opposite of Batman in every way. Um, and shape even and though they, yeah. Even though they'll argue that they, they are Batman. Are, yeah. But they're not like the, the T-Rex Batman's kind of stupid and, and uh, petty. The, what? the mage, the bat mage is like kind of a weak, emancipated like um i don't know how you explain him he's just sort of pathetic looking yeah but and it, who, who is he though that's the thing is like i'm because they they say that not every batman is bruce wayne like case in point the evil um beyonder right obviously that's an evil terry the mage to me looks like alfred does it not i never thought of it that way I mean, he just, to me, he just looks like a Batman that's been skipping his physical regimens. Yeah, like he maybe. Just, he just looks like a really <laughs> emancipated, pathetic, like he's, he's like those evil mages that sit up in those dark towers and he just goes, man, oh, curse yeah. you. Like, yeah, he's not, yeah. he's not proud or, you know, strong. He's just sort of this, no, this he, magic. He's sunk all of his exercises into the magic and hasn't done any physical exercises. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just because when I first looked at it, I was like, it kind of looks like Alpha because he has that pinstripe mustache, or I think he does. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's cool, the, the characters that they 
like you said, like it is very much like two boys in a, a sand pit just having fun with it. Yeah. And obviously DC is letting them run with it because it's one of the best selling titles right now. Yeah, yeah, it must have sold out, eh? I'm just flipping through it. It must have sold out. Yeah. Yeah, well, enough to that most comic book stores had to do reorders. So they definitely, I think, definitely one of the best selling comics right now. That in their DC storyline is apparently selling really well. Yeah, on the back of it, they show a sequel to Deceased. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk about another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I literally just picked up the the newest issue, the DC the Dead Planet number one. Looks interesting. It does. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. So um. Uh, because we're talking about the same comic book. I guess there's no point in saying taking turns or anything. Yeah. But, um, uh, I guess uh, we'll, I'll, I'll let you start with uh, your synopsis of the comic. And uh, Well, I mean, I, I don't really have, like, I don't want to r- spoil it for anyone. but Yeah, that's the thing. Me for me, I, I guess what I, I would talk about is just, like, where – this comic idea must have came from like everyone can speculate obviously uh you'd have to talk to scott snyder and greg capullo to like understand where this is coming from but for me it really conjures visions of the um the heavy metal um magazine series and movie that came out in like frick, i think it was like the early 80s late 70s yeah I think um, so, yeah heavy metal has been around for a long time but the movie i think came yeah. out um, late seventies, early eighties, but yeah, it's just sort of like this. I, I think it's probably heavy metal that this is inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the crazy stuff that's happening, and if any of you out there have ever watched heavy metal, you could probably understand. Once you read this comic, it's just you know the craziness and the the metal, and you you can almost. Reading in this, I hope when it's all over and done, they do a compilation of it, a trade paperback. I hope they come out with a playlist of what you should be reading while you're, or what you should be listening to while you read it, because like yeah. there's a lot of nods to other to music and heavy metal and, um, you know, ideas of hell and hellfire and you know, chains and spikes and. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. else to say about that. But you know what I mean, though? <clears throat> Batman wearing a trench coat and mm-hmm. spikes everywhere. You know, you know it's a serious, serious time when Batman's wearing a trench coat yeah. instead of a cape. Yeah, and he's willing to wear that piece of jewelry he wears on it. What piece of jewelry? The one he uses when he... Um, Brings back like Jonah Hex. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> talk about the comic without giving away. Yeah, big thing. But um, 
the two i think though the one thing i realized after reading this comic is um so i read obviously i read metal when it first came out i read all the issues um all the single issues where they talk about each of those first um evil batman you know the devastator the the drowned um shit i forget what the other ones are called but you know red death Death. yeah you know the the batman who laughs so i read all those but the one thing i didn't read is that story arc that happens between that and death metal there's that whole story arc basically the year of the villain unfortunately for me i didn't read any of those because for listeners who know me i only read you know when it comes to dc titles i only read batman detective comic and red hood like i don't read i don't read robin i don't read batgirl and they did this year of the villain um story arc that went across the whole entire every single title basically yeah and it cemented of how they got to this place of this alternate world earth basically um i think that's probably my one beef with this story is the fact that like it wasn't really told to me as a fan that you had to read this year the villain to connect with this death metal so that kind of i mean i'll probably just wait for you to buy it and i'll read it from you but yeah yeah well and it's, so from what i understand is like this so for people who read metal it ended with um the justice league uh being able to um stop um uh the Batman who laughs. Batman who laughs. Who's working? Who technically is working for this super bad um, woman? She's a, a cosmic en- entity. Uh, her name is uh, P- 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 Perpetua. Perpetua. Yeah. P- Perpetua. Yeah. Yeah. And she basically influences Lex to help her as well, and then. This I'm just summarizing because I literally haven't looked too much into it. Uh, and then apparently she finds out that Lex is trying to betray her. So she, you know, flings Lex back to his earth, but in the process is able to grasp hold of, you know, pretty much all, destroy most of the universes. I think out of 52, there's only like eight Earths left. And she was able to control the primary Earth and um, when Justice League trying to destroy her, they realize that they can't can't get rid of her without because uh, Batman who laughs is still on the Earth, like he's still in this universe, so they can't send her any any of these people back because he's like he's basically he's not supposed to be where he is, so they can't finish it, and so then she controls these this earth and has bent it into her image and that's where this whole death metal starts up um 
so yeah, so that's only yeah. The, I would say the only complaint I have is the fact that I read Metal, and when it ended, I was kind of I knew they were continuing the story, but I didn't I didn't think anything of it because it wasn't very. I think it only lasted like two or three issues on each of my titles. Like you know, what I mean? like I think there's only two or three issues on the Batman issues or the Red Hood. So, like, when you read a series of comics and something only has, like, you know, three issues, you're like, oh, well, it must not have been that important to... And then now it's like, well, shit, I feel like I miss all these things because, you know, they introduce another character in the first issue of Death Metal, which um, I'm not going to try and give it away, but he is... He has been blended with the powers of Manhattan yeah, the Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan, yeah. and yeah. I. That is a major part of the story, and I, I had no I, no clue what he had just did. Like, well, it's storyline. The storyline, and I think this also probably crosses in with the DC storyline of Doomsday Clock, which I kind of wrote off because I'm thinking, okay, whatever. It's it's a a team up between the regular DC universe and the Watchmen universe. But apparently that's part of this story too. I mean, it's funny that we were doing this episode about how much we love this book, but then we're also kind of turning into like how much we're kind of bothered by it and what, what irks us. Um, but yeah, I think doomsday clock also ties in, which is something I thought was just sort of a one-off um, secluded kind of story that didn't connect with anything else, but apparently it does. Mm-hmm. Because we're start, yeah. we're seeing these characters like that have these Doctor Manhattan symbols, and we're like, oh well, would have been nice to know if yeah. that was important. But anyway, yeah, like case in point, like one of the big characters in the pan of this previous era is Wally West. And apparently, he has this massive part of the storyline coming up in this new comic and in this death metal and. I like apparently, so I'm not ruining anything because for anyone who's going to read this title, I'm assuming you either are like us and uh, have no clue and will have to Google it to understand what's going on, or you already have been reading the previous, you know, Year of the Villain story out. And you'll know exactly what's going on. You know what's going on. So, you know, Wally West was able to get a hold of the, um, I always call it the Morpheus chair, the Mobius chair. The one that Batman was in control of for the longest time. I think it's uh, it's Morpheus chair, because Mobius Morpheus? Is, is an artist. Yeah, so Morpheus chair. Yeah. And apparently then that chair has been boosted with the power of Dr. Manhattan. Oh. And he, yeah, so he changes personas. And he basically, he's the one that tries to rewrite the universe. And he's the one that finds out that he can't rewrite everything. Basically, he can't fix what happened in Metal because of, of because Batman Who Laughed is still um, sharing that energy. Like his, yeah. his uh, dark multiverse energy is corrupting the light multiverse 
so that's the reason he couldn't fix anything. So then, but so he's he's been amplified. His whole powers have been amplified by Doc Manhattan. Apparently, he has a humongous part of this coming up comic, but I have I didn't read any of this stuff. So, but yeah. now you know. Just now we know. You know now. I know now, which is good. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is like reading Watchmen, you kind of go like in the in the story of Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan's an awesome character because he's the only superhuman in the story, which makes him kind of interesting. But now mm-hmm. that Dr. Manhattan's almost taken on this new like god of of the DC universe is because he can he can he's so much more powerful than any other character in the universe. So it's, yeah. he's kind of gone gone over and above what his original power level was to this I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain, but he's he's almost actually beyond a god because he's stronger than some of the gods in the DC universe. Yeah, he's he's stronger than some of the cosmic beings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird that a like a just a science lab accident was able to turn him into that. Yeah. There's even like so his powers have been used throughout DC, even without like you know, before this whole like when they they brought Watchmen to the DC universe. Like there's a an Elsewhere comic book uh, story, the smaller story, apparently where Superman possesses the same powers. Uh, oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading it was on one of those. I think it's that CBC Comics website. Yeah. I was reading it, and there's, yeah, apparently there's this small story in an elsewhere or somewhere, and it, Superman is this entity that is, has, uh, he's soaked up so much solar radiation that he's become, uh, he's evolved past, like, basically he's become Doc Manhattan in a sense. Yeah evolved past you know time and reality and shit so dc's always been you know messing with that that ultimate power of you know basically control and reality yeah yeah i think comics in general have always uh played with that like look at like marvel comics when they did that like house of m um or uh, you know well when Emma um what's her name Emma she's the diamond mutant oh uh Emma Frost Emma Frost she like completely rewrites the reality history yeah that's right yeah. too you're afraid about that yeah Scott Witch did as well I think it's their way of just new universes you have to have you have to have some being who's way too powerful yeah changing it yeah that's true that's a good point nathan summers yeah the cable yeah yeah that's a good point well not even cable not even cable but like actual like um uh no, not uh, not sorry, not uh, Nathan Summers. I'm talking. I'm thinking of um, uh, Fantastic Four's 
uh, oh, mutant, uh, Franklin Richards, Franklin Richards, yeah, where he's like this, like too strong of a mutant, basically. Yeah. Apparently, there's nothing, well, there's nothing he can't do. Franklin Richards, for the longest time, was the the strongest uh, mutant ever because yeah, well, he, could he is. Re- well, he is the strongest mutant because he can rewrite reality. He can rewrite the rules of physics. Yeah. There's literally a comic where the only beings left in the universe is him and Galactus. Galactus. Yeah, and they yeah. become friends. Yeah. It's like that's how strong he is. It's like the whole universe is destroying. There's just two beings. But, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Like I said, they definitely ended issue number one on a massive cliffhanger because they just throw that silhouette. Yeah, and you want to know who it is and what he can do. Yeah. yeah. And also that whole ending with Wonder Woman. And that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah. People, people, probably our listeners are listening going like, if they haven't read it yet, they're like, what are they talking about? Well, yeah. go out and get it. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. Well, I, I think when this is all over, too, I, I really think we should probably do another episode that talks about the whole story. Yes, obviously. And then just talk about, obviously, have a spoiler alert and say, this is what happens. This is cool because this happened and then this happened and it connects to this. And I think, but just as a, a precursor, this is probably not a bad episode to get people to read it, get them interested enough to read it and then um, go from there. I really hope mm-hmm. we have some listeners out there. I've heard no uh, comments from people saying, oh, you know, I really like what you're doing. So it could just be you and me and our girlfriends, fiance, that listen to this. Well, apparently there's, there's like 15 people. There's 15 That's... people out there. Or two of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 13 people. Who and then there's our partners. Li- yeah, so that's another. That's eleven people. Then our parents. Do our parents listen to it? I think mom has. Oh. <laughs> but then also like, like, uh, apparently I've looked at it and like, there's people, is it people in the states? Really? So yeah, um, I think there's a couple. It says like one percent or so, are in Germany. Really. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, well, hello, Germany. Yeah, <laughs> hello. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll, I'll, I've looked at it, but yeah, it seems consistently about every episode gets about fifteen lists. Hmm. Well, it's not too bad. Tell no. your friends. Tell your friends. Well, and I'm we're supposed to. I and I should really do that soon. Is I was supposed to message Tim. About yeah, uh, we he definitely. To to well, we definitely should get Tim on, and I, and I don't know what we talk about, but he could probably fill a whole episode with just what he knows, just just sort of yeah. base comic book knowledge. We should do that one one weekend when we're both in Oshawa. Yeah, we should try and set up a day where we sit down. And we just have a Tim episode. Like, not yeah. even go in there. Not even go in there. Because that's the thing about Tim. 
is we need to go in there with no plan. Yeah. Because he'll just, when, when that guy starts talking, you, you just want to sit and listen. Yeah. Because he's so knowledgeable and he's, I highly recommend, please go check out his store, Wood Clyde in Oshawa. Because even if you're going in there and you have no idea what you're looking for, or if you're buying a gift for someone who loves comics and you have no idea what to get, to get yeah, just talk to Tim and he'll point you in the right direction. Like this, this when this whole COVID thing happened and he first reopened, I just went in there and was like, "What should I buy?" And he just like, "Oh, you check this out." And he, you know, goes on this story about the history of the artist or the character. Or, yeah. So he's a really interesting guy to, to, to listen to. So we should, definitely should have a Tim episode. Yeah, it'd be cool to have a Tim episode. And just well, there's there's somebody else talk. I was thinking about having on the show too. Um, oh man, I can't remember now. There's somebody else. It wasn't just Tim. Oh yeah, I was thinking about having Paul on because Paul, oh, Paul, 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 yeah, Paul, Paul, yeah, because he knows a lot of different like certain niche stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. In due time, this COVID thing yeah. kind of has to go away first. Well, but even technically, we could do it now because all that you'd have to do is download the app, and then I just invite him. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to teach Paul or teach uh, Tim, and well, not Paul, but teach Tim how to use the the app. Yeah, Tim. Tim, I think it'd be best just to do it on my phone, put the phone down in the middle of us and just talk. Yeah. Oh, I think because he lives out west. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be that hard to get him just to download the app. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, probably. Well, uh, it, it sounds like we're, we're done talking about death metal for now. For now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because unfortunately, so um, with this whole COVID thing, how it's happening, um, comics are delayed. Um, yep. I'm I'm lucky because I'm a diehard DC fan. They're still basically putting, pushing out comics every week. Yeah. Uh, Marvel is still slowly dripping in. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really surprised that like Marvel's really – they're they're still thinking like no we're not going to release anything right now because I don't know I'm not, I'm actually I, I'm not really sure why they're not releasing anything it is weird though I did, I thought they'd be the first ones to release stuff but well, you also have to keep in mind DC is also um, under a new publisher right really yeah like they get their oh, not yeah. publisher they get their comics distributed by that. Um, I forget what the new company is that they get. It's not Diamond like Marvel does. Really? Yeah. Oh. So so they, that's what that big fuck up was. I, oh, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm allowed to swear <laughs> on my own podcast. Um, yeah. That would that would make so back to Death Metal number one. There was a massive mix up with this new distributor. So there was they for anyone who 
picked up issue number one. The main cover is a foil cover with, you know, uh, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman on the cover. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, this kind of biblical image. Yeah. Well, DC then printed a black cover, black and white cover. Um, and that was supposed to be the one of a thousand. So if you ordered, if a comic book store ordered a thousand issues, they would get one of these covers. Yeah. And, you know, it'd sell for, you know, whatever you base. I think 25 bucks was the going rate for the, the, what they ended up. Right. What happened was this publisher, this distributor sent out these comics, not as one of a thousand, but as they had this other issue. Um, it was... Um, I think another, I, I forget what it is, but it was another cover of the, 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 the main three. The main three. Um, yeah. So they accident, there was a mix-up where they basically, this black and white cover was supposed to be one of a thousand. And they accidentally sent out this other cover as the one in a thousand. And then a lot of these stores that ordered this regular cover, the secondary cover, ended up getting boxes of this black cover so a mix up in covers and stuff so I was lucky I I got one of the black and white covers Um, so that might be worth money then well no see because they mix it up and they sent out so much of it because it's they just it's not it was sold at cover price oh okay yeah yeah but like uh, there's a couple like I got the I think it's one in 500, which is Batman uh, playing uh, playing the guitar. Oh, yeah. That one's a good one. Yeah. That one cost me 25 bucks. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, well. It's such a cool cover. It's worth Say it. Say <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, anyways. So, that, I think that's another thing. So, we got this new distributor so they've been distributed more comics gotcha i didn't know that yeah well it's definitely been it's been tough for me as as you probably know this golden but getting these like because i've sunk back my collection quite a bit but the Mm -hmm. stuff i'm keeping is so hard to get and like coordinate (laughs) yeah like because i'm not into the mainstream stuff which is would be easier to get but I'm into yeah. like those weird niche comics and Colt's been racking his brain trying to make sure I get them. Cause I can't get them from where I am. Well, so. too, I think the biggest problem is I think you went from a comic book store in Calgary. that was probably selling comics to, you know, thousands of people. Yeah. Right. So they would order some of these, more obscure titles, they'd still order like, you know, 50 of them because they'll sell. But Tim, I think from what I can kind of, he only orders what he thinks is going to sell. Yeah. Well, which makes sense because he's a small business. So for you, it's like, you know, you want this one comic. Well, he might have not ordered it because no one else could read it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just I have to stay on top of it and yeah, and 
and try to you know <clears throat> woods collide they're they're saints and they they work very hard to make sure that everyone gets what they want in the file so they've yeah. been very helpful uh very they very um accommodate But yeah, no, there's, we're, we're, we're figuring it out. You know, It'll all come together. Yeah, I go in there. I go, okay, I need my file, and I need Jesse's file, and then I stand there, and I go through them, and I double-check your list. And then uh, if anything is missing, I just kind of like, eh, I'm looking for this one and this one, and he looks at, oh, yeah, that's been ordered, or yeah, I'll order that. But last time, cool. I think he, I think he's got it figured out. Nice. I think that's it. I, I other the last one, I think is it of the obscure stuff, and I should have everything now. Yeah. Well, like I said, anything that was missing uh, had already been ordered. So. Yeah. You might have to edit all this out because this is just essentially us just talking on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. If you're listening, still listening, make sure you give the proper pull titles to your local restate or local comic book retailer because it well, can be very I think, I think most of our listeners listen to it yeah to our podcast because it, that's what it is it's just two guys who love comics yeah talking about what it's like to collect comics yeah no it's important because there's nothing more frustrating when you miss an issue i because of my move from calgary to to Halliburton um, or, or Alberta to Ontario, um, there's two issues that got lost through the cracks. And like, you know, if, if we ever do have comic cons again, those will be the first two issues I'm going to try and find. They're not major issues. There's nothing spectacular that happens in them, but I just want them so I can have a complete collection of, of what I'm collecting. So. Mm-hmm. And are they like new? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are they like newer titles? Yeah, yeah, they're um. Yeah. So you uh, won't find them at flea markets, nothing. No, exactly. I'd have to go to a con yeah. or because cons are when all the comic book stores sort of come together. So you can go to like twenty different comic book stores all in one day because they're all there. Yeah. Yeah. That's November. November should be pretty sick. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, I think we should wrap it up. We should. Today's yeah. a a shortened Short. episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, I uh, look forward to getting issue number two. Me too. And uh, getting back into comics. Um, I just picked up so. Uh, I know I'm gonna take two seconds, and I'm because we got we only have 45 minutes, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just talk about quickly one story that I just picked up that I think you might actually be interested in. Um, that I just saw when I was at the comic book store is the new Strange Adventures. Really? Have you seen this? I have heard yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the new, it's a new, it's a, uh, a 12 part miniseries on DC's Black Label uh, story, like Black Label 
like uh, what would you imprint. Call imprint, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I, I grabbed the first two issues. So it looks interesting. Hmm. I, I saw that and I was thinking that it's probably something best read is like complete graphic novel. So I'll, I'll probably yeah. read it. But yeah, it yeah. did look yeah. interesting. It looks kind of like a weird take on – because Adam Strange is um, almost a variation of um, John Carter of Mars. Like he's a man oh, okay. of two worlds. Yeah. So he's sort of one of those old DC pulp heroes. Um, and it looks interesting. Like, you know, it's, it's a, what if, if Adam strange was in this current time being a normal man on earth and then a hero in some other planet. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always, you know, he gets a lot of flack, but I've always been a, a fan of Tom King. Um, so, I mean, I, I like I like Tom King's writing. So yeah, I I check it out. Another one actually that got brought to my attention by Paul. Uh, Paul's going to read Black Hammer. So that's another one. I'm kind of like, oh, well, that's weird. I I've passed by this this series before, but I've never really thought to pick it up and read it. But Paul's going to let me know how it is. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm just making sure you can hear me. Yeah. My headphones died. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, do uh, you want to wrap it up? Sure, why not? We'll wrap this up. Um, so, yeah, so please, everyone, please check out... Um, one issue of uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, uh, DC, by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Thanks, everyone, for listening to... Uh, Episode 7, which I actually realized while we were talking that we said episode 6, I believe, but I believe we're actually on episode 7. Of uh, Two Beards. One comic. And uh, hope everyone enjoyed this issue, and uh, hopefully we can do this again next week. Sounds good. We say that, we say that, and then three weeks goes by. I know, I know, I know. We're bad. We try, though. We're busy. COVID's busy life. We'll do a birthday, we'll do a birthday one. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, there's a birthday coming up. Yeah. Maybe we shall. We okay. shall. Okay, yeah. sounds good. All right. So, see you later, everyone. See you, Jesse. See you later, Colton. This concludes episode seven of Two Beards, One Comic.